Ladies and gents, it's Alex Coons. I'm sitting here at Hot Tongue Pizza to bring you another one. Another one. Another one. This one was Zach and Cara of Boy Blue. Boy Blue is actually only a year old, but you can see where their journey is taking them. Their food is is unbelievable. The, the pizzas that he's pulling out of these ovens look like they could be served at five-star restaurant or the best restaurant in Los Angeles. And the, the killer thing about what him and Cara are doing is some of the stuff outside of pizza. Boy Blue has done a noodle bar pop-up. They're cooking Brazino. One of their most recent pop-ups, they're cooking clams. I mean, the amount of things and the creativity coming out of their pop-ups. One of the main takeaways was just how refreshing the conversation was, thinking about what you can do with these ovens and and what you can add to a pizza pop-up that just simply serves, you know, a 10 to 12 inch beautiful Neapolitan pizza and what can set you apart. And hopefully there's an aha moment for other people too. It's like the kickflip didn't invent itself until somebody did it. Seeing people do stuff like this, it makes me rethink the way that a restaurant can be run and the creativity that can be had. And it's still crazy to these, like to this day, to me, what these ovens have provided and what you can do with them, what street food is and what a pizza pop-up is and like the energy of these two was just, how do they say, palpable. I could feel it pulsing. They talk about learning to be adaptable, which is so important, especially when you're popping up, when you're setting up on the street. Some of their pop-ups weren't even like, they weren't like gorilla, but they were gorilla. They talk about where to pop up and specifically like, where they like to do their things, usually outside of cafes or wine bars. You know, what they're doing really fits into those kind of business models, which was very interesting. And if you want to learn how to sell out some merch, we touch on that too. This one got a cut a little short. I got a inventory order on Monday. And so if it feels a little abrupt at the end, it's because we had uh, a guy with uh, probably 2000 pounds worth of flour at our door. This podcast, like all the podcasts we do, are great. Zach and Kara, thank you so much for doing it. I had a blast. As always, I learned a lot. I hope you all do too. Kendrick might be one of the greatest to ever do it. And someone who's obviously a goat, Willie Nelson forever. If you haven't ever ever heard the Willie Nelson-Toby Keith collab, jump on that because that song's straight fire. Again, rest in peace, Toby Keith. I know you're going to enjoy this. Ladies and gentlemen, Boy Blue. Before we start the pod, I want to shout out our sponsor, Zabs. Zabs is incredible. Both their hot sauce sit on every table at Hot Tongue. Their St. Augustine and original are mind-bending. I'm talking naturally sweet heat and their signature slow burn. They got this secret pepper from Florida called the Dateel. It is hot, it is sweet, it is perfect on pizza, on eggs, on anything. And I know that anyone who tries it is gonna love it. If you don't know about Zabs, you gotta check them out. And you know who put me on their hot honey, which I think is better than all of them? Nick Camacho. Shout out the man, the myth, and the legend for putting me on this. I didn't even like hot honey before this, but Zabs changed my mind. I wouldn't put it on every table at Hot Tongue if I didn't believe in how much it could enhance pizza. Do yourself a favor and go check out Zabs. You will not be disappointed. Anyways, I'll stop talking now. Let's get to the pod. Let's go. Blue the cat. She's our CEO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's I, lo- I love name. businesses that are named after animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Obviously, Aussies. But do you do all your dough work at home? Yeah, yeah. So we turned one of Cara's rooms into our prep room, and right now we have what six, like six big shelves. We have like a nice yeah. long uh, stainless steel, and a shorter short boy stainless steel. Lift. And uh, yeah, we turned like a table, just like a normal, like kind of desk, the small dining room table turned into like a little island. And then we have uh, a full size fridge and a like a top opening uh, freezer all in that room and just like all specifically for our pop ups. And what else? That's pretty much it. And yeah. it's all of our equipment. Do you have a mixer in there? Yeah, yeah, right here. You're, you're hand mixing everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 hand mix everything. It's it's not like that bad. I do all the dough by hand, and I mean I kind of like have it. It's like a time. Con- it's not a lot of like active time, but it's a lot of like you know strung out time to like do the dough, 
but I basically just uh, incorporate, every, incorporate everything, let it sit for uh, an hour, kind of like do like a pseudo, hydro, I, pseudo auto lease. So the dough's like all shaggy and shit? Yeah, yeah, so it just like hydrates itself, forms its own gluten, and then I just do like, I take it out of the container and just like roll it up like that and then throw it back in the fridge for like 48 hours, ball it up 10 to 24 hours before. And so I like kind of made it that way so I'd have like flexibility if in case we're doing a pop-up like the day before another pop-up or... Yeah, it helps with conserving room in the fridge too for mm-hmm. everything else since, you know, we basically just have like, you know, like a larger, you know, home-sized fridge, but it's perfect because it fits the dough bus bin in there and trays. And yeah. No, at first I was balling up the same, I would roll, I mean, I would roll up the same day I made the dough. I would just like, you know, kind of do like a little auto lease, let it sit for a bit, let it uh, bulk ferment just like a little bit and then roll up. And, uh, and at first I was doing only like six dough balls per tray. And so we'd have a max of like, what was it? 10, 11 trays times six, you know, 66 dough balls. And I was like, all right, this is our max. This is all we could do every four days. And I was like, I was like, oh, no, there has to be like a better way. And basically in each, you know, Winco bus tub, I could fit 55 dough balls. And now I could fit like two of those at a time. So we can max out at like 110 overlapping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, just roll up 10 to 20 hours before. So it's like, I could do like a batch rolled with another batch bulking. And so we could max out at, yeah, one. Oh, and then now I put 11 dough balls per tray. So now we max out at, yeah, 110 or so. How many dough balls are you taking to a pop-up on the reg? Uh, it just depends. I kind of like, we kind of do the math based off of like, well, you know, past experience with like our, with that particular place. And yeah. then I'll just like literally just do like, all right, our service is from six to 10, that's four hours, four times 60 minutes is uh, 240 minutes divided by five minutes is our max. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's a minutes? very interesting like, reverse right, swing. Beautiful mind over here. <laughs> you know, and uh, 240 minutes. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? So how many dough balls, dude? This, this is how it is talking to him about like, dough every day. <laughs> or I'm like, so 50. Okay, yeah, cool. That, that, uh, thank <laughs> you. Like, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, around, like, so like <laughs> when you go to Prado, like how many dough balls are you pulling out? Well, I figure out like what's the fat, like our average, it's like how fast can I make pizzas? Yeah. It's like five minutes per pizza with like, you know, start to finish. So it's like the maximum amount of pizzas I can make is 50. So I'll bring 50. Or yeah. if it's like somewhere where it's like, it might be a little chill or a little slower. It's a Wednesday. I'll just do like 35. Yeah. You know, and then we'll also see how we could uh, supplement, you know, like our max profit by doing uh, all like the fun small little dishes. Goodies we do. And yeah. Like other things to overlap it. Just because like, you know, like since it's pizza, like, and we're doing it on the street. Like, people don't always want to wait a long time mm-hmm. for the food to come out. So it's nice to have, like, some, like, cold or warm appetizer to come out, too. Yeah. And, like, that also, like, maximizes, like, our time being there. Mm-hmm. And, like, the customers get to have, like, a nice, enjoyable experience of having, like, a more fuller meal. Yeah. Like, rather than just only having pizza. Yeah. And obviously, that's our whole thing, too, is just, like, what can we do that's not pizza? You know? Like we, like, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, see something that like inspires us. Either it's like a ingredient at the market or, you know, something that we ate or just like a shared appreciation for a certain dish and, you know, want to do our twist on it or. That's like the thing with the pizza oven is like, you want to utilize like that temperature for like kind of trying to cook like things the best that you can. Mm-hmm. And, like, working around that, which is, like, kind of fun Mm because, like, we've just discovered, like, a couple of different things that work really, really well that kind of, like, get that same leoparding effect. Like, when we do butterfly bronzinos, like, the skin leopards. Yeah, yeah. It, like, blisters almost like a pizza crust. It's so funny. Like And, like, perfectly, like, seams, like, the meat under it so you don't have to flip it or anything. Yeah. It's the same with, um, we've been doing gyozas a lot. And that just came from something, like... Zach and I were just, like, making to eat at home. And, like, I brought to reheat in the pizza oven just, like, 
for me like to eat and it just works so well at brew like right they, this is something nice to run like, yeah they especially came out, at a bar when people like sometimes they don't want to eat like a full pizza no. they came out so sick because like you know gyoza you like fry it and then you steam it so like car did that at home again she brought a little sheet tray of them and like because they have like just a little bit of oil in the dough mm-hmm. in the gyoza dough it, they just like leopard, and they like yeah, leopard just so like nice. a piece of crust again too yeah, the the other stuff you're doing looks it looks like pretty elevated, like pretty high level. Where's the uh, where where did you guys learn to cook outside of pizza? <laughs> well, I mean, Car has been cooking for like ten years, and I have to make the firm <clears throat> statement that I don't make pizzas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Car doesn't have any pizza experience, and you know she refuses to learn. Just kidding. I no, think I'm, I'm, like, kidding, I'm kidding. I like the focus being on Zach when it comes to like pizza because he has a passion for making <clears throat> dough, and like I think that gives like better balance for me to like focus on other things, like whether we have like smaller specials or like the seafood platters or you know doing sauces. Like that's my yeah. passion. No, I mean it's it's such a nice balance because it'll be like you know like all be focusing on the dough or like doing these little tweaks to the dough or you know just like concerned about the pizza and you know maybe i'll have like a goofy idea or like she'll have a goofy idea and then she'll like just execute that we've come up with just like so many fun things but again like you know car's been cooking for a long time but like even just like working at roberta's like uh i worked there for two and a half years a year before COVID and a year and a half after COVID. And uh, I mean, just being in that, you know, just being in that kitchen and just like wanting to learn certain things or being like, like stuck on the oven and like the sous chef at the time would be like, all right, figure out how to work, cook these pork chops in the pizza oven because like the pickup is so long on the grill and it'd be like stuff like that. Or like we'd have like spot prawns and I'd like cook that kind of stuff in the pizza oven. And so I got like very like conditioned and used to like cooking things that weren't pizza in a pizza oven. And I feel like that's like a big thing that a lot of people don't have, like they don't get that experience or like they just don't think to do that. Mm-hmm. And like since before the beginning like that was like always on my mind like when we uh it's funny yeah like when we were looking at ovens i uh like before we started doing the pop-up i was like car like you know it makes so much sense to buy two rock boxes because two rock boxes total out at a thousand dollars but you know one um dome is two thousand but like Think of the possibilities. Yeah, like, we you know, think of was, the versatility when it yeah, came to yeah, having was, the dome. And it was, must have been like two weeks of like me going back and forth to her about like, like I really want the dome and I think I'll regret not getting it if I just get two rock boxes and then I'll stop be making pizzas. And obviously like the flame is so close to like the crust. And it's like, then I'm just gonna have these like wonky pizzas where like a little bit more surf, cook is sur- cooking surface and you know, buy the mantle and have a little bit more cooking service and like heat variety that way and like again like so glad i got that versus like the double rock box setup because like from the very very beginning we're talking about this like yesterday or two days ago like the very first pop-up we did we did sardines like we did a sardine plate which was like so insane of us to like you know just like yeah we're just gonna do sardines like our first and time also around. that was just kind of like doing that blind like it, we only had tested it once and that was the first time we ever lit the oven and yeah the pop-up we did was the second time we lit the oven <laughs> yeah yeah and it was uh, like, let me see if i can find the picture so you never cooked you didn't try to cook them in there first so we got the oven maybe like a week before the pop-up and you know it's just like this huge thing that's you know it's like 140 pounds and it's like you know, it takes like the whole hour to heat up and it takes a whole hour to cool down. And so it's not like something that's like fun and easy to just like set up and like test out. So we just like tested out one morning at like four, four in the morning. In the morning. We, we got it right lit. on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Outside of our parking lot. <laughs> yeah. And just like pulled it out, threw it on a table, lit the oven, tested out a couple dough balls, tested out a couple pizzas. Like I think I had like six dough balls and we had like you know, like eight sardines that we yeah. cooked. I mean, we saw them at the farmer's market that we go to, that we do some shopping at. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, 
these are fast cooking and you know like I think they could be something fun to run yeah and I've always had I've had like this you know fascination I just like love sardines so much and uh it's something that I've also cooked in the pizza oven like a couple times before so it's like oh this would be so perfect with like a starch and so we like I really wanted to like do like a little ode to like uh Central American food which like a big thing is uh you know just like plantains in general but like in Nicaragua they do these things tostones and it's like a double fried plantain so you get like green plantain you fry it the first time and then you flatten it out with like a plate or like a cup or whatever and then you fry it again and it comes like a turns into like a chip yeah and so we did or like take on fish and chips and yeah that was also when i realized that i had become the resident butcher fishmonger and fry cook yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah yeah. and i think we did like a thai seafood sauce to go with it and kind of like launched our whole like you know our seafood section that was like inspired by like my background being thai and like zach's background being salvadorian well, it's something you don't see a lot. Uh, most pizza pop-ups are just serving pizza. pizza yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's not like, I would never think to like cook anything else other than a pizza in one of those domes. You know what I mean? But yeah, like yeah. Just hot, talking about what you did, like at Roberta's and it, it kind of being like a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And then for you to be like, to have that, that state of mind being like, mm-hmm. what can, what else can we do with this thing? I mean, it's, it's pretty special. I mean, I think it's what kind of like sets sets your whole pop-up apart from anything else I've ever seen. I mean, the pizzas look beautiful, but I mean, like, mm. you're, you're also doing, like, did you do, like, a noodle bar pop-up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Zach, you've, you've worked at multiple pizzerias in, yeah. in Los Angeles. So, Roberta's, you've worked at Prime, mm. and you are currently working at Pizzeria Set. Yeah, I worked at Roberta's Prime. I worked at Little Dynamite for, like, oh, that's right. a month. And yeah, now I'm working at Pizzeria Say. So who has the best pizza out of all of them and who is the best to work for? Honestly, Let's I really little, enjoy honestly. working for myself. Okay. And, you know, like my pizzas, it's getting there. No, no, I, I really, That's I really. That's a great answer. <coughs> he basically said his pizza is the best and he's the best <laughs> person to work for, which is all probably very true. No, no, no. I, uh, I really enjoyed working for Prime a lot. Uh, that was like the first pizza job I had at the time I was doing Uber full-time. I did Uber full-time for like a year and a half and like I, my, my license got suspended and like, I was like, all right, now I got to find a new job because I can't do Uber anymore. And like a roommate at the time was working there and he's like, yo, just come work, come work with me. And so Zach interviewed me because at the time it was just the Fairfax location. Yeah. This was like 2017 or something. Yeah. Zach just like sit down at like the booth, like at the bar with me and we're just like sitting next to each other. And I was like, kind of like talking to him like this. And yeah, he just like talked to me for like five minutes. Like I had brought my resume and everything and he's like, looked like was fiddling with it and just like talked to me for like five, 10 minutes. He's like, all right, cool. You got the job. Yeah. You got the job. And I worked there for two 22 months yeah i worked there for two years the first time around and the first like year year and a half was um front house and i was uh you know like front house lead for like the longest time and uh you know the weekends would be so crazy because we'd close at two in the morning and like the manager would leave at like the manager at the time would like leave at like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Nice. <clears throat> and uh, so it'd be like me, like front of house lead with our back house lead, our kitchen manager and like Sergio, who's still there. He's like the, the GM or the KM of uh, there's Burbank. Seven, there's of Burbank. seven of them, you know? Of Burbank. Yeah, okay. Burbank is like the big dog. The big dog, yeah. That's like, that's like they're just like popping all the time, just just they're like a powerhouse and yeah Sergio's a KM over there and actually Sergio like was the one that who taught me how to make pizza him and like this other guy Alex but I was like yo just like you got to show me how to make these pizzas because like there'd be like times where they're just like so like deep in the shit where it'd be like and I'm just like kind of there twiddling my thumbs and so they're just like him and Alex were just like all right you're gonna stand here and make like eight cheese pizzas and they're just like keep on like all right do it again do it again and like just practice saucing pizzas 
and like practice cheesing pizzas and just like just getting down to like just like super fundamentals like to a point where like they could just ask me to make cheese and pepperoni pizzas and it wouldn't be like a thing and obviously like at that time i was already making squares because squares are easy you just like pop off open the pan up and just like top it but uh so they got me into just like getting that down and after a little while i was just like yo let me get some back house shifts and so i would work like three front house shifts two back house shifts at the time i was just like wanted to like do more and roberta's was hiring i was actually i was working like five days a week and i was doing doordash like one day a week or like sometimes if i'd get off early i would do doordash and i did doordash and i lived across the street from roberta's i still do and i went in there and i was just like are you guys hiring by any chance and the uh the like director of ops like the pizza the main pizza guy he's still there Chris, he just like, like the lighting was all like super dramatic. It was like over his face, his like face was all shattered. He goes, you, hold on one second. And he like runs away and like gives me his business card. He's like, just uh, call me and uh, we'll, we'll figure out like a day for a trail. And I was like, great. And then did a trail there. What the like, hell is a trail? <clears throat> trial. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's, it's so funny because everybody calls it trials, but over there, everybody calls it trails. And I don't know why. I feel like it was like a typo. I don't know. I and feel like that. It all. I kind of makes sense. You know, you're like on yeah. people's trail the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, yeah. yeah. You're kind of like you're shadowing someone. It sounds and like, nicer than trial, too. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you're on trial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're on trail. But uh, yeah, and then I did a trail at Roberta's, and then I did both jobs for a while, and then eventually just went straight to Roberta's, and then you know did a like a year and a half, two years before COVID, and then so that's kind of like what launched Pizza for me but uh going back yeah zach fishman zach fishman's the best i mean i know you did your your pie to pie with zach and like honestly he's he's definitely like the role model owner him and james jim you know those are like the kind of people that you look at and you're like that's like definitely like how to run a business or that's how to be an owner you know there would be like days where like again like we're just like in the shit friday night saturday night just like like literally like just full of tickets like like literally like 60 tickets like within like that 30 minute time frame and then there'd be times where like our rail would be so full that i would just like pile tickets upside down yeah. and we'd have like a stack like of 20 tickets upside down and i i wouldn't put them up because this is when i was like front of house still and i wouldn't put them up and i would just like wait for them to clear half of them mm-hmm. and then put them another like 20 tickets and just like tempo it pace it out like that and we'd have like 90 minute two hour ticket times like Mm -hmm. especially when it was like super bowl and halloween and like these big pizza events but like jim would come in and just like see that we needed something like wouldn't say anything like see we needed something and like disappear and then come back like 30 minutes with like supplies and just like little things like that where it was just like never like oh i'll get it like some other time it's just like turn around and just like go get it yeah and then like uh, something like mistake would happen or like a complaint or something and like zach fishman would just like call and like hey is everything okay like do you like need anything or uh you know we would have to like turn off tablets because it just be like so hectic um and just like yeah everything good like cool cool all right great and then you know get off the phone they're just both just like super normal sincere guys that just like want to make sure you know everything's running well everybody's happy yeah uh like when i went back to prime last year i went back in like uh april i was i only worked there for a couple months this year but uh you know like i think like my first day back like first official day back he came in and stopped by and said what's up and it was just like seeing how i was doing like like you know just happy to see me and like that kind of stuff is just like you know those little things go a long way of course so it's like definitely nice to be around those kind of people and like see a good example of a good boss and i mean william's great too william has been like a huge help to us both or he's like it's actually kind of funny he kind of almost uses me as like his little guinea pig sometimes because he's like oh you got this new flower you want to try it and then like i'm like oh yeah sure so like take a bag home and then the next day he's like how's the flower i'm like i don't know i haven't cooked with you yeah it's like you know it's like you know that it's a 72 hour process i think it what's nice to hear is that like you you especially with william who owns pizzeria say and you work for him mm-hmm. sometimes people like aren't you hear about people like not being uh very supportive especially like when like somebody goes thing. out and does their own thing like yeah. there's definitely like the the other side of the coin mm-hmm. yeah and like to hear that you know this is like a supportive situation mm-hmm. that you're in and like mm-hmm. that i i would 
that would feel pretty good to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, yeah, both of us just, like, trying to find balance with our day jobs and doing this. And especially, like, since we, like, want to transition and doing this, like, full, full time. And, like, we want, you know, this to be our, like, future. Like, we're trying to, like, feel like right now we're just, like, both, like. I mean, I, I think, like, the point of that is, like, it helps not being competitive. Like, I feel like there is already enough competition, especially when it comes to, like, pizza yeah. right now. And it's, like, you know, like, the pizza community has been, like, extremely supportive, William included. And, like, in that, like, he really just, like, believes in Zach. And, like, the fact that kind of, like, Zach, like, will take notes, but it's not, like, a way where he's, like, ripping off of, mm -hmm. like, anything Pizzeria Se is doing. And, like, you know, it's, like, so different. So with each enough respect to each party that really helps and like you know that's why like we've been able to do what we do and like you know that's really just helped out a lot and like I've got to see like her transition from the beginning of how like when Zach started working for Pizzeria say how that's like affected <clears throat> the dough yeah and like changed a lot of his like mentality when it comes to like that like coming from Pime and like um it's really made Ardo something special yeah yeah no totally yeah i mean that's that's like what's been like kind of like fun to like stand back and look at is like you know like all of our i mean our inspiration for everything but just like seeing how like working at certain places or like eating eating certain foods or like us like you know we went to mexico city for like a week and a half uh back in november just like seeing how all that stuff like influences our like menus or like the dough or really just even like the format like less of format, like yeah. the menu i find like from certain places but just like embracing like abstractness of what a pop-up restaurant looks like rather yeah. than just trying to treat it like a restaurant because you really can't no oh, yeah, and 100%. like i think that's like what the big tip that we try to like tell people with like new people starting pop-ups is like you have to be adaptable and that's something that like I've had to like, you know, like I worked around that for a very long time. And I knew that was something that like I like got to help with when it came to, you know, starting Boy Blue was like I've been doing the pop up format for at least like five years now. Like after finding that like working in restaurants didn't really work for me, especially like I just liked working in like the same with Zach, like places that I can really learn something from. Yeah. And like that's why like I trained in like. Scandinavian restaurants and like a little bit of Italian, but just to like get what I need out of it, you know, in terms of like getting the skill sets I need to be able to like work and play with all the different fun products. You were doing pop-ups for five years, like yeah. your own. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, actually, that's, and that's actually, like, you know, that's like the, why with the noodle like, shop and stuff that was yeah. like, to see some different little concepts that I like to bring back. And it's just like things that you don't really like see or like, that I want to exercise for myself in terms of like always like honing down on these like different skills, you know, it's like not many, too many people doing noodle pop-ups, let alone soup that has blood in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the boat noodles, which is like something that's like dear to my heart. And like, um, that Zach has always had like appreciation for is like, we've always bonded over food. Mm -hmm. And that was like how our friendship was paved like since yeah. the beginning. Ooh, we want the vegan meats. We want the vegan cheeses. Are people coming up to you and asking you, do you have vegan options? Do you have vegan meats? Well, guess what? A lot of them are not that good, but there is one that reigns superior and that is Beehive. Everything that they make at Beehive is levels ahead of what you can get in a grocery store. Their pepperoni, their crumbled sausage, their cheeses, there is no contest and the owner is one of the coolest people I have ever met. They make incredible products that go on your pizza and it is dope plant food. That's what they call it and that's what it is. Beehive, the best. Look no further, it's Beehive, baby. Straight out of Nashville, good people, great product. Check them out. It's wow. taken me a very long <laughs> time to be a half functional human being which is like so much of our job right now is like having to be social yeah. and like keep up and yeah. like you know it, it's also like the beauty of it because 
I mean, I think our favorite part is seeing our friends yeah. who come to the pop-ups and support. Yeah. They always look like a fun time on Instagram. Like it feels <laughs> yeah. like, we, it feels like you got like a lot of homies out there. Yeah, we try to. And I mean, I think that's like also what kind of uh, made us like step back and like real uh, change our focus a little bit is just like trying to stay more in Echo Park and trying to stay on like the east side of LA where like all of our friends live. Cause it's just like, you know, when we go to places like Long Beach or we would do these like kind of farther pop-ups, you know, there's all of our friends we're like, oh, I want to go, but I can't. But it's like, ever since we like, started doing like more Echo Park stuff, it's like, you know, like eight, 10 of our friends come by and it's like, just makes it like so much more enjoyable for us. And I think, and obviously they love it too. It's like, well, sometimes we'll like unfold another table, like yeah. throw out like our like ice chest and we'll just have like, four friends lined yeah. up like that was the other and night it's like nice to have like a balance between like that because like we also like really like cultivating communities like in different places like long beach or like you know like we've been popping up at whittier like at solid wine bar and it's been really really lovely to see like such like you know strangers and different faces who come out specifically for the pop-up because like in those kind of areas it's kind of like a desert for you know fun like, different Funky. things it's just like yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. lot of like families and communities yeah yeah that's what was really nice about doing uh Whittier especially like the first time we did Sala and Whittier which is what like a month ago yeah um it was like no one that we knew came out but so many people came out and it was just because you know we were putting on like a funky menu and like everybody just like we have to go try it and yeah. just there were, like they're just about it you know yeah, like, just like super excited to check us out and that that was like really nice to see that like getting to that point where we you know catch attention of like these you know random communities that like have no idea what we're about but just like get it you yeah. know they just like see our instagram and just like get it like oh you guys are doing like and it's like it's about like building that line of trust too yeah. between like just like basically trying to convince people that we know how to cook yeah. and like more than just pizza. I feel like pizza is a really good like conveyor of that where, um, especially since we always do like something funky and like just something like interesting to go like, especially with like, you know, I love working with wine and like, mm -hmm. I feel like people who do enjoy wine have like a nice like appreciation for like all the beautiful like fermented things that Zach makes and like, you know, just like more open to trying all like broader things. Yeah. 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 That's like definitely been our focus is trying to find places with like trying to find like wine bars or places that like serve wine or or just even like cafes too. just like places that have that audience that, you know, is far more open to try, you know, grilled prawns versus just pepperoni pizzas all night at yeah. you know a dive bar yeah but i mean i always do recommend the our pepperoni pizza as yeah. your first go-to for a lot of people um yeah i mean like obviously working pizza like i already know it's like 60 percent of business is pepperoni pizza and so like i think i mean from before the beginning i just like always tried to make it a point when i was just like coming up with stuff in my head it's like how can i make something special or how can i make something like our own or just like stand out just like little things just like you know like our pepperoni pizza is uh it has chili crisp on it and it's like a calabrian it's like a mix it's a blend blend between like calabrian and uh this uh like mexican pepper uh marita, marita peppers it's like a nice like smoky pepper and uh yeah i mean like that was like my way of putting a little funk on like the classic yeah, and I mean, it's, like, always ever-changing, especially with the chili crisps. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, when we got back from Mexico City, we brought back, like, 10 kilos of chili peppers. Yeah, we, we <laughs> like, two full Ikea bags just yeah, full our, of, Yeah, our like, pantry is stocked when it comes to these yeah. things. Like, I was just like, I just want to get it all so I never have to worry about running out again. Because I was using another pepper before, but that car brought back from Oaxaca and i like depleted all of it so fast like within like two months just like burning through all of her yeah like, we use a lot of chili crisps and yeah you know pepperoni pizza pays the bills yeah <laughs> did you already have the van for your pop-ups <clears throat> car has been doing like pop-ups for like five years right and that's also like why i like reached out to her in the first place 
like her specifically when like I was like I, I would I wanted to like do this pop-up idea and blah 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 and like then it transformed into like us doing the pop-up but uh, a long time ago like 10 years ago I used to do like uh, what do you call it like um, I used to like work at like uh, state fairs and county fairs with my mom um, like selling products like doing demos doing demos and like selling products and like um, doing like home and craft shows and boat shows and just like all these little shows selling um, things and that was my mom's van and she upgraded to a Mercedes Sprinter and and yeah <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, are, yeah. those are dope she yeah. upgraded to like a $90,000 Mercedes Sprinter That's what's up. and this was sitting in Florida and she had it like shipped to me just like she was like those, those are dope vans <clears throat> no those I love this like, thing it's yeah. amazing how long has Boy Blue been I think our first pop-up was July 2nd of 23 of 23. Yeah, so, so it's very like new. Exactly. Very seven new. months. Well, How long did hours. you talk about it before like deciding to do it? <clears throat> Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> Damn, all right. that's what it felt That's like. what I'm talking I mean, about. No, no we, we spent like a um, couple months just hanging out in diners and like pretty much just, just started like slowly conceptualizing what yeah. this pop-up would look like, what, what it would look like. And I just basically turned to him and I was like, so I'm just going to help you with this because I feel like this is already involving me without you asking. Yeah. Yeah. Cause for, at first it was like, all right, this car is going to be my consultant. Like in my head, the car is my consultant. She's been doing pop-ups off and on like since before COVID and like during COVID Cara did a lot of, uh, like, what would you call it? Just like a lot of like uh, pre-order kind of stuff. I just started selling food to people yeah. out of my house. <laughs> like, and yeah. I would like to pay the bills, but it was also like just extremely fun because I just have like, you know, friends who were just like, I'll buy anything you like, you're going to sell me. Yeah. Um, but when we started talking about like doing this food pop up, I had already started buying like certain equipment. Like I already bought the fridge and I bought the freezer. <laughs> and like that was just like also like to do my own thing. But, like, well, but, I feel I feel like that was it was also it wasn't like, like you bought it. It was like buy this fridge, Cara. Like <laughs> <laughs> or like well, and, he definitely convinced me a little bit more into yeah. it. And um which is funny because he had no like way of like storing the dough yeah. otherwise too. Well that's why like, I was like he buy was this gonna fridge. store the dough in the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I mean I was I was definitely scheming a bit because uh Scheming is a good word. You know, I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we're going to need that fridge. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, like her friend, like, because I mean, by that time we were already hanging out every single day. Like it wasn't like she bought this fridge. It was like we were hanging out every day and her friend was selling this fridge and Car was like, oh, I really want this fridge. But like, I don't know if I need it. And I'm like, it's only $80. I'll help you pick it up. Yeah. Like, let's go get it. And, you know, and same with the freezer. I was like. Uh, I, was I was just like, making a lot of ice cream for fun. She was making a lot of ice cream for fun. <laughs> so I needed and the I was freezer. like, no, let's go. I'll take you. I'll take you to Best Buy <laughs> yeah. and let's go get this freezer. And so we pulled it to Best Buy in Culver and I'm like, no, let's go. Let's get it. <clears throat> so I was definitely scheming a bit. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I think this is why the ball got rolling real fast. No, when that's, it comes that to is us why. Yeah, it was like very much a concept <laughs> that like I wanted to do. And it was just like something like I had the van and like I just like wanted an outlet that wasn't kind of for someone else because I got like very burnt out, like trying to like put things on the menu and like also just like work so much. Um, and again, reach out to Cara or like not reach out. We were like already hanging out and like really like was just, like conceptualizing it like she said. And, and then like she said, it was like, when are you going to ask me to help you? Because like obviously just like having these like psychotic ideas of like wanting to do you know the pork chops and prawns and and sardines and like all these other things and and also make pizzas and do all this stuff and it's like of course like there's no way there's no way in hell like it'd be possible to do solo it'd just be like ridiculous i mean i think like part of it is like we kind of do help each other like hone in on like perfecting things yeah. just like as we do have like grand ideas of our own and it's like nice to have like a soundboard to be able to like talk about it with and like have something to taste <clears throat> with and like 
give their input in like such an honest like true way oh yeah so. we're just like constantly bouncing back and forth like just like constantly like we'll be driving to a pop-up and then carl will be like what about roast beef on a pizza and then it'll be like well I don't know about roast beef on a pizza because it cooks weird, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll just, like, keep on bouncing back and forth about, like, things until, like, we have this, like, concept that actually works. And that's, like, it just, like, happens so much to where we have, like, so many ideas on the back burner. Just, like, notes of just, like, random things that are, like, either, like, 75% there or, like, there. But we're just, like, waiting for it to be in season or, like, waiting for, like, the place to sell it at. Um, And that's, like, been, like, just the biggest best thing about this is being able to do that even like the our caesar salad was like we would go we go to the korean markets a lot like down you know in k-town and uh we 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 must go to like five or six different markets like every week kind of thing that's like in our regular (laughs) rotation yeah like we'll go to like uh there's um armenian market by our house we'll go to like korean market we go to um, a couple like Latin American markets, Thai obvi- markets, Thai markets, obviously, and like uh, for fun or both. Both, yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, it's our, it's our uh, how we get our steps in, you know. Is there any <coughs> consistency in your menu, or is it pretty much random? No, I mean, it's definitely. I feel like it was a little bit more random um, at first, but it was also like kind of trial and error, just mm-hmm. like kind of seeing like what sells what people like and I feel like after we kind of uh, got a better idea we've kind of you know kept it a little bit more consistent yeah I mean I think we we have like a formula that we'd like to do now where it's like I think the pepperoni and margarita will always stay in the menu typically unless we're having like a special collaboration night or something and we always do like basically like one like funky pie and one white pie so that's kind of yeah. like a nice balance because it feels like there's something for everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and like nothing overlaps at all. Yeah. Like we, it's like, it's always like, try to always do like two meat pizzas, two vegetarian pizzas, you know, two red sauce pizzas and two non-red sauce pizzas. Yeah. And it's funny because when it comes to like the pizzas we run, um, the more girl dinner pizzas, Zach invents. Yeah. And then I'm like hot dog pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Like, like I came up with like this idea for like a lavender pizza, like it must've been like February or March. And, and then I like made like one in like April or May. And I was like, oh, this thing's kind of weird. It needs some work. And then I like, we came back to it, you know, in, I don't know, like August yeah. or something. Like I found like <clears throat> lavender water and like that was something we added to the cream. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like lavender buds, like doing like mastery lavender buds or like doing like steeped lavender buds in it's cream. It's really better. It's like so <laughs> bitter. We it's tried like, it. <laughs> it's like you're eating potpourri. Yeah. yeah. So we got like distilled lavender water and then like incorporate that with the cream and that just like made it way more palatable. But yeah, I mean like my concept is like, all right, we're going to do a lavender cream with a Fiorda latte, Pecorino, honey. honey, and then we're gonna finish it with a little bit of lavender buds. And then her concept is like, all right, we're gonna do a LA street dog, but pizza. And like, which one sells better? And the street dog every time. No, no, no. No, the, actually, that that practical magic is what was her name. That was like the one that she picked out. It's, it's such a great name. Um, and yeah, also, and shout out, great movie. Yeah, great and that, movie. And that's like kind of like because I was already naming like just. Just, you know, it's like, it's, I feel like every pizza person always names something after a movie or, or a band or like a, you know, or a song or like whatever. And it's just like, that's always like the pizza, pizza dude thing to do. And so it's like, I already had that in my head, but then like she came up with Practical Magic. I'm like, all right, that's settled. Like everything is going to be like movie names. Kind of. Well, the human mind works in patterns. So it's probably not yeah. the worst thing to do. No, no. Yeah. And it's like fun and it just like makes it. It it's funny because like no one goofy. questions it too. Oh yeah, they, no one questions any of it. It's no like, one like bats an eye like even when they're like very like, like yeah, we'll get the matongo and it's like <laughs> and so, it's like I don't think anyone's like really I've like never, me never seen like that seen that like you know um, Japanese arranged movie that everyone just turns into mushrooms. So yeah, it's like a what like, like a nineteen fifties like Japanese I think horror it's movie nineteen sixties sounds like something <clears throat> Matt might be into. But wait, wait, we gotta go back to the LA dog pizza because we ran that. 
this that was Friday. past Friday. That was yeah. Friday. And that thing was so good. Honestly, I think it's like one of my favorite pizzas we've ever <laughs> Like that, that thing was so good that we're like, maybe we should just run this sometimes. Yeah. And that it, was like after a friend's like, um, who were having like a surf video premiere yeah. and the, the video was called Hot Dog Hellscape. So yeah, I was like, the video was called Hot Dog Hellscape. And I was like, what if we did a hot dog pizza? And then she was like, what if we did a hot dog pizza? And then she was like, and then I thought of like some goofy idea of like, I don't know, like cheddar cheese, jalapenos, like just get kind of gross. And she's like, no, like. <laughs> and I was like, how do we make hot dog pizza sexy? Yeah. <laughs> and then. How did you do that? So. <laughs> I want to know about this sexy hot dog oh, pizza. It, it, it's sexy. So. Um, we tell me, did, tell me it was a Polish dog from Costco. We did Farmer John's all beef Franks. Shout out, shout out to Farmer John. And uh, we cut them like nice and thin at a little bias. So we had like almost like mini pepperoni hot dogs. And we did uh, cooked bacon and. We did a um, marinara with a swirl of ketchup on it. Just to add a little sweetness and yeah. not make just like a ketchup sauce. Yeah. Um, and then we did charred onions and Fresno chilies and then pickled jalapeno peppers. Um, it's like archives. So you just oh. have to go back. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. It was pickled jalapenos, fresh red. Um, those were Fresnos, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Fresh red Fresnos, charred onion. It looks wild. Yeah, hot dog. This Sexy. is great. No, it was great. It was. It so was so the the chopped up hot dog is. It kind of takes me out of the element. <laughs> no, no, totally. But I mean, if you cover it with a bunch of peppers and veggies, like you no, know. I bet it was delicious. I can I yeah. can smell it off your phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean. but it was nice. We did like a twice cooked hot dog. Yeah. So like yeah, we, we get a little more texture in it because you know threw it in the oven at like four hundred degrees for like twenty minutes and it like sweated the hot dog. So they weren't like juicy wet hot dogs they were nice and like yeah. ideal you sold out all of your hats you just did a little hat oh, yeah. drop and you sold all your hats out i have a hat for you in the car oh i'm so excited because i was bummed before <coughs> I, I could even say i wanted one like your next <laughs> post was like sold out sold of hats out? Yeah. i'm also thinking to myself what the fuck I, how's this? I have like a brick and mortar and like I've had my hats for six months. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Like I have an actual restaurant. People come in here. I think right. I still have like 30 hats left. I've Jesus sold Christ. 15 hats. Before a fan of the clown. Ugh. The clown okay, so two, two questions. One, how the fuck do you sell out your hats? Like it's a goddamn mm. fucking supreme drop. <laughs> and then two, tell me a bit about the branding okay. and the name. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, the hats... I was kind of scheming again. I'm, I'm a, I, I am definitely a schemer. I have these little I like, like that. I have so, these little so like claim schemer. I have these little <laughs> ideas. I'm like, Carl, what if like I just do this? And you're like, she just looks at me like, what's wrong with you? Do it. <laughs> you know, like we're like so. I, I really wanted the hats made. Carl really liked the solid blue. I really liked the two tone. So we went with both. <clears throat> so we went with both. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, I got them made like before the holidays and they took forever because of the holidays, like the owners like went on vacation and stuff. And so I got them, finally like picked them up and then I like sent a picture to Cara. I'm like, got the hats. And she's like, oh, I can't wait to drop these. And I was like, what if we just don't drop them and I just like post it on our story and I'm just like DM for info, like no price, nothing. I just like literally just posted on our story, DM for info and like, and then it was like, then we'll drop them if like, we still have any. And yeah, everybody, like all of our friends and like all these people just like, yo, let me get a hat. Didn't even question like the price, nothing. They were just like, let me get one. And yeah, sold them all in like six and hours. Given that's also like, you know, I, I thought it was funny that no one questioned like the price point. Cause also like we didn't plan to charge a lot. And that's kind of no. like our whole thing is like, we want to make everything we do like extremely accessible to yeah. people and like yeah like i didn't like say how much they cost but we sold them for 20 bucks they like cost us 10 bucks to make and i'm just like i'm just gonna sell them for 20 just to like make our money back and that way like i could afford to give a couple for free and save one for alex coons thank you owner of hot tongue pizza <laughs> much appreciated um <laughs> and what's yeah. your average price pizza so like our margarita is 16 and our cowboy killers 17 cowboy killers are pepperoni pizza 12 inch pizzas <clears throat> 10 inch. Okay. 10 inch. Sometimes we'll make them like a little bit bigger, but it's like 10, 10 and a half inches. Um, 16, 17. I have a couple 18. It just like goes like 16 to 20. 
yeah. really. And that's like where I like try to cut it off at 20 unless it's something special. Yeah. Like we did a crab curry pizza for a collab pop up, like a Thai crab curry pizza. And that was 20, 23? 22. Yeah. 22. It was like 22 or 23. Yeah. And, and then the Chanterelle pizza is 24. But uh, yeah, that's because, you know, chanterelles are 20 bucks a pound. Actually, yeah. well, we, yeah, we got a guy that like forages them like for up us. In, yeah, basically <laughs> in for us. Yeah, yeah he, he lives in Topanga and he like sells them to us for like 19 bucks a pound. Yeah. But, like, but it's the, nice because it feels like, you know, we're just paying for its time. Yeah. Which is like. Yeah. And he, he's like an outdoor like photographer, like nature dude. So he's just like, and he, I already know he loves doing it. Yeah. Uh, and then like the first round of chanterelles we got for like 24 bucks a pound at the farmer's market. So it's like, it's expensive, you know? And, um, so we kind of have to put it at that price, but, uh, yeah, going back to like making things accessible, it's like, you know, if we're like popping up in somewhere like Whittier or uh Filipino town or like some of these other places where it's like, you know, there's like a huge disparity like between like salaries and stuff. It's like we don't want to just like and it's like, you know, it's just like I really try to like not have things just like at a crazy price. Yeah. Or it'd be like too exclusive too. you know, like it's just it's such a big point to us for us to like have as you know, many people like try our food as possible and like get to enjoy it like in like the most like honest way. Yeah. Well, I think you have a lot of freedom being a pop-up because oh, you're, you can keep your overhead down. <laughs> 100%. Unfortunately, like once you start moving into a bigger space, like it, you don't, it's not even about accessibility. Like you, no. yeah. you don't, yeah. you, you almost you stop being able to control your pricing because of, of whatever situation you got yeah. in. Yeah. I'm very jealous of, of that situation, being able to price <laughs> out stuff, yeah. you know, in a way that like yeah. no one's missing out. Oh yeah. Totally. No, of course. And I mean, I, 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 like, it's like a daunting thought and like very aware of like that. I mean, just like, you know, the cost of uh, labor and obviously rent and everything well, like. Do you have like a goal or have you talked about like what you would want to do moving into a space like that? Would you like, is there any plans for that? Have you thought about that? Do you look at. We try to like kind of keep our heads down and like the blinders on, mm -hmm. I feel like. Like mm -hmm. we try to like you know like not talk about it yeah i mean it's but. just one of those things it's like you know in you know this day and age in los angeles like unless something some miracle happens where like a really cool like brick and mortar that would work for us um when you know like that is like inexpensive it's like probably not gonna happen for a while and i think like zach and i are really happy in the space of like not having like the responsibility to be able to having a brick and mortar yeah. at this point. Like yeah. it kind of gives us the freedom to like run these kind of things that are like more abstract and like um, still build our following. Cause I mean, it's still pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, also don't get us wrong. Like we definitely still talk about it a little bit, like kind of daydreamy where it's like, you know, our ideal would be like cafe style. Yeah. Not a pizza shop. <laughs> yeah. Not a pizza shop. It'd be like cafe style where like ideally, like if it, you know, if we could afford it, um, or as in like, if we could make enough money, it's like just pizza Friday, Saturday, Sunday only. And also it kind of like leads into our like thing of like being accessible, but also like a little exclusive, like, or like, you know, pacing yourself out where it's like people don't get burnt out on the pizza. So we're just doing a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. We've talked <clears throat> a little bit about like doing like a late night concept. Cause I mean, like a really big thing with like us is like you know we've we've both been in the industry long enough and honestly there's not a lot of food in LA for you know people coming off of ships to eat and mm -hmm. like that would be kind of like something that'd be fun is to focus more on those off hours but still trying to find a balance between yeah. like being able to make a living so originally I mean like before I realized it wasn't like really that feasible I was like originally I was like I would love to do Monday night Tuesday night pop-ups like industry night kind of things and we're just selling like ten dollar cheese pizzas and then like you know a month later I'm like well I guess we can't really <laughs> do that but you know we'll do Thursdays <laughs> but, <laughs> happy medium but, in between. yeah like trying to find trying to find the balance where like we could still survive obviously because it's like obviously there's a lot of 
time and effort and money put into it. So, you know, we have to make it worth it for yeah. ourselves. For We've sure. had to, to like be in that way, like smarter about what we're scheduling in, um, in terms of like pop-ups. Cause people think like, Oh, you can pop up any day of the week because you're free to, but it's like, in reality, it's just like, you know, if we do like these bars that are like, Oh, come anytime, come anytime. Like it's not great for us because most of the time it's like, People only go to like drink. They don't really go to eat unless they're like coming out of the bar like late night. And that still like doesn't guarantee a living. And yeah. we're just like not trying to be open until like two in the morning. Yeah. And then like by the time we break down, like getting home at like 3.30, you know. Like, like unloading like, everything. And it's just like 4.30 before we could even like think about laying in bed. And it's, for me, I'm just like always like so wired that it's like 6 a.m. before I even lay in bed. So, yeah, we definitely try and avoid that. Our most for the most part like our cutoff time is usually 11 and it's also like the sweet spot where like there's like this the range at the bar where it's like 8 to 10 10 30 like people are just coming in and like they're still hungry and obviously it's like dinner time and then like after 10 30 to like 12 30 like either no one leaves the bar or everybody's just like drinking so it's like no one eats so it's like you either shut down at 10 30 11 or you stick it out for an hour and a half of nothing to like get that to like gamble the last minute like people leaving the bar and like we've done like that a couple times where all of a sudden it's like 1 30 and like wait where is everybody and like we don't even notice that everybody just like left the bar either through like another door or just like walked right past us and it's like so we just like sat here for an hour and a half gambling to get that last 200 bucks and it's just like didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So now we're just like, we just try and focus on the wine bars, the coffee shops, not, you know, again, like pull up with intents or like pull up, like, like aligning with another yeah. event. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially like coordinating kind of like an activity for people to come and hang out and do like other than like eating our pizza. Like this next week we have a pop up with Hilo wine bar in um, Culver, Culver City and you know, I, I was like, I really don't see like so much viability for us, like, you know, just going to sell pizza there. And I was like, how do we all feel about like coordinating a wine tasting to go with it? Yeah. Hilo was like, oh, that's a Very great idea. Very supportive of it. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. so open to, you know, <clears throat> yeah. having these ideas. Yeah. Sometimes people just don't think to, to do those little things. And that was like an amazing idea from Cara. I was just like, no, we should do a wine tasting with it. If this is like a, you know, a place that sells bottles, we should also allow them to sell bottles, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, now we're coordinating with uh, Scotty Boy Wine for this next Friday. And he seems like a pretty poppin' winemaker, like nice and funky. And we'll have like some funky pizzas to kind of pair with his wines. Yeah. And so just like doing those little things, like definitely goes a long ways and also just helps like, our audience or like grow grow our audience yeah instead of just like all right we're gonna pop up at this dive bar every single friday until people realize we're there every single friday yeah. and then they'll be like are you here this friday oh, okay i'll be there next friday <laughs> you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's kind of like we'll see them three months later <laughs> yeah and we'll see them three months later when they finally like oh right they're here every friday you know yeah. so like we definitely kind of learned that the hard way at times too of like going somewhere every single week and you know it'll be like we'll get home and then the next day they're like are you gonna be there next thursday or like whatever and like yep they're like okay great and then see them like three weeks later yeah sure last most important question <laughs> who is the greatest artist or band of all time i have watched about 12 of your podcasts while I've been making dough over the last month and I've been contemplating this question um because I'm just like oh, he's gonna ask he's gonna ask I don't not ask this question so I'm gonna let Kara answer this I wasn't ready for this question <laughs> you both have the answer it's part um, of the, it's part of the thing okay I have two answers both artists um Johnny Cash and Kendrick Lamar that was great yeah Let's talk about a collab there yeah. <laughs> Truly, I have to go with Willie Nelson. Willie Very Nelson. Nice. That's yeah. that's that's a great one. Johnny uh, and Willie. <laughs> where do we go to get in contact with you? Go check out your pizzas. Go see it. I'm so glad you asked. 
I, <laughs> I must have spent 12 hours pulling out my hair yesterday, trying to figure out how to like make a website from scratch. We just made a website that we launched at like five o'clock in the morning. Um, and then nice. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I slept like two hours. <laughs> Everything's boyblue.la. Um, and we have a up-to-date calendar and I'm like going to be updating it like every, every time we have an event. Boyblue.la. And then your Instagram is? Boyblue.la. Boy